Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Today, we're in part two of our series of fulfillment in your business. Uh, The last episode, we talked a little bit about how do you identify what you're good at, what you enjoy, and the role you need to have in your business. Uh, As I mentioned, that's one of our big advising philosophies here at Elite Business Advisors is we want you to enjoy what you're doing and and utilize your strengths and hire out the weaknesses, right? And so we want to talk through a little bit more today in this episode about how do we actually put a plan together? You may know, you know, how, uh, what you're good at at this point and what you should be doing or where you want your business to be at, but how do we actually put a plan together to build your company around that? Uh, And so Crystal's here with us again for part two uh, to kind of talk through this, how we both are, are, are doing this in our business. Again, we're here to be open and transparent, not say we figured all this out perfectly, but kind of share some of the stories and things that we've discovered along our way too, and also what we see that works well within our clients. And so I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right. So we talked last week about kind of the discovery part of your business, how to figure out what you're good at, what you enjoy, what you should be doing on a day-to-day basis. And now I want to talk about my favorite part, which is the numbers and the strategy on how to make all that happen. So starting out, like once you know what you like and what you're good at, what do you think the first step would be? Man, um, like you said, look at the numbers. Okay. So what is the best use of your time. Yep. So in some cases it might be efficiency, like what can only you do like efficiently? That might not always be the answer. In my case, that's not the answer um, because I can efficiently do the data entry very efficiently and that's not the best use of my time. Right. Hey. A little bit. (laughs) A little Like a couple of years. (laughs) Just a couple. Not 15. Uh, um, Hey. (laughs) You started when you were 12. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm 27. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Yes. Um, but what can no one else do yeah. in your business? And that's like, that's what I need to focus on is what can no one else, what can I not pay anyone else to do? What do I have to do in my business? And also like what will set me apart from other businesses as well. And so um, like we talked about last week, know your strengths and yeah. what you're good at and but probably more importantly, what excites you and lights you up is really the biggest yeah. thing for that. Well, and I think too, you know you're in a good spot when the things that you should be doing that only you can do are also the things that you are passionate about that light you up and that you're really good at, right? Yeah. Like that's when you know you're like, okay, I'm on the right track. I'm Prithvi Rakhiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. 
Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's Painter Training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to Painter Training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. But there's going to be times somebody listened to this. They're on two different wavelengths, right? I hate painting. I love running the business. How do I get from point A to point B, right? Or I'm really passionate about this. And then that's where you got to look at the numbers. I think another big mm -hmm. piece of that, um, I knew you were going to say the numbers, so I'm taking a different approach here, um, is like looking at an organizational chart, right? Like looking at this and saying, okay, I it's currently it's me and one painter. And it, it's looking at the org chart and putting the numbers together, right? Let's just say it's me and one painter. In order for me to get completely out of the day-to-day -day painting, I need to have three painters, right? Mm -hmm. To pay for my salary or to make enough money for the business to pay myself to not be with on the job site with the brush in my hand. Right. So you kind of have to put together like a little bit of like an organizational chart while also like being aware of, okay, if I have three painters, how much should we produce? Well, an average painter produces nine to $10,000 a month. So if, you know, if we can produce 27 to $30,000 a month on average, does that with everything holding steady with our overhead and everything, like, can I justify stepping away from the day-to-day -day stuff, mm -hmm. right? Same thing for you with data entry and certain things that you don't love doing. It's like, okay, how many clients do you need? And how much money does that yield to where you don't have to do that anymore, right? Yeah, I think that it's really important. Like you, I think we talked about last week of stepping back and actually like looking at that. And looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, and I obviously have struggled with that for yeah. years, but as you mentioned, actually on our drive over, like if you take a step back and realize like you can pay someone else to do these things. And if you have a couple of people, you're, there's still going to be margin on what you charge compared to what you pay because you take on other yeah. responsibilities right. as a business yeah. owner. And so at what cost is it going to, you know, be worthwhile of hiring someone else to do what you need them to do. And I think that's something that I've always struggled with because I've, I've always looked at the risk side of it. Like yeah. what's it going to cost me to hire someone else? Yeah. And I'll I forget that there's another side to that. Yes, yes it's going to cost me, but it's also probably going to bring in more revenue. So right. same as you're talking about hiring another painter. Yes. It's going to cost you what? $40,000 a, a year. I mean, not that you're paying them salary, but yeah. Right. And, but what's the potential? Like right. you just said, $10,000 a month so, that they could bring in. So dollars $120,000 a year, right? Like, yeah. So my being an accountant, yeah. I'm not a risk taker. And so I'm always looking at kind of the negative side of yeah. that and not really looking at both sides of that, the income potential. And I think that's something that um, a lot of business owners probably struggle with because they're like, well, I don't want to reduce my pay. Yeah. And, and really you probably don't have no. to. <laughs> now, if you add somebody without adding more clients, right? Right. Like if say I added a painter, but we produced the same amount of work, 
well, then it's literally an expense, right? right? If you hired somebody else and you didn't do anything else to bring in more money to offset it. Now, if you're trying to like get some of your time back, that's a different argument, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, there always has to be that give and take, right? And that's where I, I love working through this with people and like kind of putting together like financial models or projections and like, okay, if this happens, then this is probably what your overhead's going to go to be and this and that. And okay, well, at $50,000 and four painters, like this is what your kind of expected take home pay and profit would be. And, you know, just like thinking through that bigger picture. And I even shared with you as we were talking through your business on the way over here, like as we started growing and I told you about in the last week's episode that we were kind of in that boat of like, do we just take on eight to 10 clients and really dive deep with them? And, you know, and I started looking at the bigger picture of like, no, if we have, you know, three or four advisors or, you know, two part-time and a couple full, or sorry, two full-time and a couple part-time advisors, like, what does that look like? Okay. Well, what does that allow me to do? What Mm -hmm. allows me to work on the business? It allows me to have strategic partnerships. It allows me to spend time developing these other areas of our business of being able to do social media or being able to do other things that we want to offer down the road. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think like for me, I know that was a big aha moment of just like taking that step back and looking at, okay, if this is what I want to focus my time on, like how do we hire people and what do the numbers need to look like to make it work? Right. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, we've, we've got every business owner, their setup is different, right? There is no traditional path to a million dollars in the painting industry. There's a common one, but even at that, they vary so much, right? And we have some that are very untraditional that have a production manager and an office person way before most companies do, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because like we're setting their business up to where they really do what they love and enjoy and that they're making the amount of money they need to, right? Like there's always a way to make it work, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, But sometimes you got to look at it from a different point of view. Um, Why do you think people don't think big enough about their business or they don't take the time to step back and think about that? I think that is kind of a complicated question. I think there's so many answers to it. Me personally, um, I grew up in a very small town, 600 people. Um, In my mind, I was always meant for small things. So it was really, really hard for me to start realizing like, no, I don't have to be small. So I was very closed-minded and just a small thinker until I started getting out there and realizing like, no, I am made for big things and I can do big things. Um, Confidence is obviously a huge part of that as well. Some people just don't have the confidence. I'm one of those people um, that I just haven't always been like, oh yeah, I totally know what I'm doing, even though I totally know what I'm doing um, until I see other people who don't know what they're doing and then they act really confident. I'm like, wait, how does that work? Um, So confidence can also play a factor into that. But I think one of the biggest things probably is common for all small business owners is we don't take the time. Like we are just so focused on the grind and we all probably have one thing in common. We're all hard workers. And so we're working our butts off it's also to our biggest it, fault. Right. To make everything happen. But then we're not taking the time to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And so um, I think that's probably probably the biggest is that just we're hustling. That's what we know how to do as business owners. And sometimes it's hard to get off of that hamster wheel. We just keep doing the same thing right. because it's working. We're surviving. <laughs> we're not thriving. Yep. But- 
Well, and I think too, I mean, I, I would argue the biggest reason people don't stop and think about it is they just, they don't make the time to, right? right. They don't make the time to sit down and say, Hey, I'm going to take two hours mm-hmm. to think about like where we could be at at the end of this year or where, you know, what 2024 brings, right? Like, I know it's crazy, but like, it's time to kind of start thinking about that, yeah. um, to know where we need to finish 2023 at to run into 2024 with momentum. And so, you know, I think just taking the time to do it, Absolutely. like time blocking it out. And I mean, I think time management is every entrepreneur's like Achilles heel. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, we can grind, we can keep going. We tend to view everything as, oh, well, I, if I just go do this, I can make this much money. Right. Yeah. And at some point that becomes not sustainable again, whether it's from a fulfillment perspective, whether it's from a physical, physical. labor <laughs> yeah. perspective, right. I know like painting, like I can't apparently even play church softball without <laughs> like tearing my shoulder up, let alone painting for 40 years, right? Like, um, there's a great story. I was a hero. We won the game that I just can't move my left <laughs> the arm. The most it's, important it's fine. thing of all time. Exactly. Was this church it, it, 100%. Game. It was our first win. We needed that oh uh, morale. Anyways, uh, but like there's going to always be limitations to that, right? right? So that's where you have to start thinking about bigger about your business. You have to take that step back. And I think it's literally just blocking out the time because if you don't literally force it to happen, it's never going to happen. Yeah. The number one thing that I feel like I catch myself saying is I don't have time to think, meaning plan for the future. I'm just trying to get stuff done and get caught up. And that absolutely is the biggest fault of mine. Like I need to be able to just put it in the calendar. I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked to so many of my friends who have businesses and we say, okay, let's set aside it time to get together to meet to talk about yep. what we want in a, out of our businesses and we never do it we never yep. put it on the calendar and it needs to happen <laughs> yep it does well and i mean it's funny because we were in nashville a couple weeks ago and i was talking to, to maggie kuiper and we were talking about like events and she was asking like are you guys going to have an event and i'm like ah we've been talking about it. i've had a lot of people saying this and so like we drove home on wednesday and my wife had like does this thing where if we're in the car for more than two minutes, she, she tends asleep. to just fall asleep. <laughs> right. So four and a half hour drive with basically no passengers, um, essentially. And so like, usually I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen to the radio. And I like, I was just thinking like reflecting back on the conversation with Maggie and like other conversations and like literally drove home for four and a half hours in silence from Nashville. Like, and just was like, but it, I was brainstorming. That the best? I love that. It actually was. I know. Like Christina it. woke up at some point and uh, <laughs> she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you're not listening to anything. And I was like, I know. It's like, I do you need me to hook it. your phone up? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> and she was weirded out. So, but it was great because it just like, it made me brainstorm. Like, yeah. and I was thinking about my business and I was thinking about our vision and where we're going and, you know, how we can really fully integrate Jess, our newest advisor, like into, you know, a full-time role here in, in the next six months or so. And, and I started thinking about the event. Like that's what kind of led to the elite business retreat we have coming up. That you don't want me to come to. That I don't want you at. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I almost feel like I have to tell this story now, but uh, I'm going to tell the story because okay. I don't really care. Hey there. I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. 
So I'm on the phone with Crystal the other day, multitasking. This is a total sidebar, but I have to cover my butt on this one for the whole world to hear this. <laughs> uh, multitasking, trying to do something, and we're just like having a probably pointless conversation. And uh, in we were talking about the retreat, and you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that you guys are doing that. And I'm like, yeah. And, and I literally told her, like, as I'm looking at something else, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want you there. <laughs> and I did say those words, but what I meant was I haven't finalized the agenda yet to know if you fit into you the topic to we're going to cover. Yeah, teach, if I yes. want you to speak, like I want you to be there and I want you to see some of the clients you work with. So you're going to be there, but I meant it as the like <laughs> educational presenting piece of it. And uh, it was taken wrong and I'm never going to live this down. Yeah, so now the perfect. whole world knows the true story and you're agreeing you to it and there. it's recorded <laughs> and we're good. Um, it's fine. I don't even know where we're at. Oh, the, thinking about your business. So even if it's time like in the car, like it's it's very tempting for us to hop on phone calls. It's very tempting Always. for us to listen to podcasts and, you know, listen to music and decompress. But like sometimes if you've got a 30 minute drive, like drive in silence and just think about your business. Think about what you enjoy. Think about where you're going and what you need to do to get there. Like even just taking little downtime, it's that, you know, no extra time learning when it comes to podcasts and audiobooks. like use that to work on your business, even if it's in your head for a little bit. Because then I got home the next day and I was like, okay, let me start putting a spreadsheet together. Shocker of like, <laughs> what would we have to charge for this event? What are our costs going to be like started making some phone calls and like, is this something we should look into? Right. And if I wouldn't have drove home in silence, I wouldn't have had those ideas and I would have never took the time to stop and actually work on this. So this is kind of a side note, yeah. but um, I'm going to give my advice is while you're thinking about those things, also focus on gratitude and your achievements, because as business owners, we forget those accomplishments. And especially like, I don't know, I don't know if it's at all small business owners or not, but like, we always just like want to go to hit the next goal and yep. then we hit it and we're like, eh, okay, got to go to the next one. Yep. And we don't celebrate those small wins. Yep. And it was, it has been brought to my attention multiple times the last couple of weeks, like, Hey, like that's a big deal. And I'm like, Oh, it is like, Oh yeah, maybe it is. And so I just forget to focus on or to celebrate those small wins. So while you're, you know, thinking about what's next, also focus on the gratitude of like where you came from. I mean, think about your business when it first started and like how, where you are now in just a short time. And it's, it's crazy to see the growth. And yeah. I think that we kind of forget to do that a lot. We do. So. We do. I think that was a compliment. So thank you. Um, well, it wasn't specific to you. Oh, but. gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, that's how I took it. So thanks for that, Crystal. I appreciate that. Um, but no, it is very true. Like, and that's one thing we always try to stay f- like focused on celebrating the wins with our clients, like mm-hmm. even the little things, right? Because you're right. It's like, go, 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 go. Maybe you're lucky you take time to work on your business we don't stop and think about where we've come from, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love about some of our clients that have been with us for three years, one for almost four years now, um, way back in our infancy when I still even had a painting company. And it's like looking back at where they were then and where they are now, like, yeah, we can see progress from six months ago and a year ago, but like you look back four years ago. Right. And some of you guys that have been in business for 10, 15 years, like look at where you've come from, yeah. right? Uh, look at the progress that's made. And I think that, yeah, I mean, we we're problem solvers as business owners by nature. Um, and we don't stop and take time to really think about those things. So I think and that's I a think great point. Sometimes it's also easy to minimize that. I mean, just on the way here, I was telling you about my revenue goals and like where I'm at compared to yeah. where I like my vision board. But then I made excuses of like, well, that's because of this. Yeah. And like, you know, just 
I basically told you shut up, like <laughs> celebrate it. So. Right. So I think that it's just really important to like actually yeah. be thankful and celebrate that. So Absolutely. No, I think that's a great point. You mentioned earlier, um, it might have been in last week's episode about, you know, having an employee and like the margin and stuff. And, you know, I've always heard it said like, you know, being a business owner is about selling, paying your employees wholesale and selling their time at retail and not from like a greedy way, not from like some weird capitalistic manipulative manner, right? But you're taking the risks as a business owner, mm -hmm. right? You have everything to gain and everything to lose. Yeah. What do your employees have? Nah, show up, get a paycheck. Like, I guess maybe they lose their job, but they can always go find another job. And right? sometimes that's hard for employees to understand like what you're billing out at $50 an hour and you're only paying me 25. What yeah. the heck? Yeah. Well, this they is forget that. Yeah. Like they forget <laughs> that there's insurance and marketing and mm -hmm. overhead and credit card processing fees. And the and, stress of finding yeah. finding the work and yeah. not and only self-employment taxes. Right. And like there's so much that goes into that, right? And that's where honestly, like, you know, we have some of our clients ask us, like, how transparent should we be with our employees about like certain things? And I'm like, I mean, I don't really think you should like hold anything back from them. I was like, maybe they don't need to know exactly how much you paid yourself. Right. But like at the end of the day, like I don't think it's wrong for them to see that that was a $2,500 paint job. Right. Because if they really want to know, like I don't think my employees really ever asked me. I think at one point like something was made about it, like a comment was made. And I was like, hey, yeah, for sure. Let, let me sit down and let me let me break this down for you. Yeah. Like we have this and this and this and oh, every month I spend thousand dollars on this and this. Oh, and we have employer taxes because you guys are employees, which means now I pay for workers comp and all of these things. And well, they and like your reputation to be able to get right. additional clients because yeah. yeah, go out and do it on your own. And yeah. if you can find the jobs, great, but you have to yeah. build that relationship with people to exactly. refer you. And at the end of the conversation, they looked at me and they were like, yeah, man, we get it. Like, <laughs> like we're pretty yeah. happy with this arrangement right now. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, again, it wasn't in a bad way, but it, so, you know, I think I think people struggle with that, mm -hmm. you know, and I see people undervalue their business and the service they provide. And again, I don't say take advantage of people, right? But know what your worth is, know what you value, know the, the level of professionalism, communication, know that experience you give to your customers. And it sounds like, like you're coaching me. I mean, kind of. <laughs> no, kind we've of. had this conversation. I was hoping many that times. bringing you on the podcast <laughs> and doing this in front of thousands of people might actually click. No, hey, I've gotten better. You we, have, we and we I'm proud this. of you. Yes, and yes. I told you, just don't raise the prices on our clients; right. raise them on everybody exactly. else. So you have told me that. Yes, um, with a smile on my face <laughs> right. and a joking yeah. manner. So you know, but I think like we have to understand that margin, right? And again, that margin allows you to do what you need to do and to be able to serve more people or to have that balance in your life, mm -hmm. right? Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Um, and so I think that's definitely something that I think business owners kind of struggle with too. Yeah. And for a while, I i mean, I struggled with the guilt of that. Well, how can I charge this much if I'm only paying someone this much? And it was like, you know, I feel bad for for doing that. Right. But like you said, then you start looking at the taxes and the all of the other expenses and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm not actually profiting that much from this. Yeah. 
Well, and I think too, I mean, you know, a lot of people, again, especially from the home service business, it's like, okay, they might've made $25 an hour at a company. They go start their own painting business and they're like, well, I'm going to charge 35 an hour. Well, yeah, but now you forgot of all the things that you have, yes. right? Um, or well, I'm yes. going to pay somebody and then they hire an employee and all of a sudden they're like, man, I'm not making any money. And it's like, well, yeah, you have very little margin built in to cover your basic expenses, you know? Well, and the working on your yeah, business. exactly, like right? The part of being an owner about, and the profit yeah. side of it and the taxes that come with that and everything. So my hourly rate is way more than I was paid before, but I make way less because I'm not able to do only billable work for 40 hours a week. Right, exactly. Like you kind of have to manage the business. You have to manage your employees, yep. you know, which I know does take time, but I think, you know, as we sat down and sort of looking at like, okay, we're, you know, where are we going as a company? Like where, where am I going to shift into and who do we need to hire? And, and what does that role look like? Um, you know, like seeing that kind of was like, okay, it was good. Cause then I could start putting the numbers behind it. Right. And I could see like how this can be beneficial. And, and it made the transition of like taking on employees, like just like this is a worthwhile investment, right. I guess. Like that's a good way to look at it, right? Yep. As you mentioned earlier, sometimes it's like, oh, I got to hire people and deal with this. But if you understood what that's going to allow you to do and that you're going to enjoy what you do. Yes. And you're going to have some more balance and you're going to have all these things. Like sometimes putting your SOPs in place and putting, you know, training onboarding programs together and systematizing your business. Like it's a lot of work. You're mm -hmm. going through it. I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting sometimes, but guess what? Like it's going to put us in a position to do what we want to do, which is going to allow us to help a lot more people. Um, because once you have those things in place, then it's kind of copy and paste for each new person you bring on board, mm -hmm. right? It's only a lot of work in the beginning with the first few people. Right. And so sometimes when you see that bigger vision of it, it, instead of it being a chore, it actually becomes something that's exciting to you, right? You're yeah. investing in that future piece of your business. So, um, how can you recommend, we talked about time management, how can you recommend for a business owner to work on their time management? So I actually took a course on this. I know like you did. That's why we're talking 10 about 10 years this. ago. Because yeah. um, you're a nerd. I am you're smart. Nerd. You're, you're, I need those reminders though of what I learned yeah. um, from the time management. So thank you for asking yeah, so I, I can remind myself. But um, time blocking was a big thing. So if you're doing your invoicing, sit down and do all of your invoicing at one time. Like if you're doing emails, responding to customer emails, like sit down and do that all at one time. Don't, um, like one of the suggestions was like, don't keep your inbox open all day because every time you see that go off, you see that notification, yep. it's a distraction. Well, a lot of us now have the notification on our computer, on our watch, on, on our, our phone. phone. Yep. And then you're like looking and mine aren't always at the same time. So I'll hear my phone go off and then it'll go off on my computer. And so turn off notifications yes. and only check your email. Like, twice a day, beginning of the day, end of day, whatever works for your business. Um, those were really good suggestions, I thought. And then this one, um, which you, it wouldn't work for you because you have your messages on your computer, but put your phone away for yep. the day. And I found that to be like, you have no idea how many times you reach for your phone for stupid things. Like for me, if I get a notification, let's say my email goes off, I look at my phone and then I'm distracted. And then I'm like, oh, I have a Facebook notification and I cannot handle notifications. I know. And so I'll look at the notification. Oh, I also have a Pinterest notification and I'll look at that. And so then how long does it take for me to get back into what I'm actually doing? And so if we can put that away for 
set periods of time, even if it's just one hour, don't touch your phone for one hour. <laughs> and then you can look at your phone. Yeah. We, uh, one of the companies I worked with, we created this for our employees and we literally put our basket, our phones in baskets and like no one touched their basket. And then we also um, implemented quiet hours. So we, if we got phone calls or someone had questions for it, if employees had questions for us, they weren't allowed to ask us those questions during quiet hour. And so for us, I think we ended up doing two hours maybe or this two hour window. I will not take any phone calls. I will not answer any of your questions. I'm literally going to work. And like, imagine how much stuff you can get done if you don't have your phone and you're not checking your email and no one's bothering, and you. No one's bothering you. Like you can get so much stuff done. And so I really need to go back to all of those yeah. things because they are really great suggestions that do work That's good. Um, to make you a little bit more efficient and like just focused. I think right now with technology, like there's so many distractions all of the time. But I think on the flip side of it though, it's some of the technology is now in a good way that like do not disturb yes. and like the focus settings on iPhones and whatever you Android people have, I'm sure it's on there too. Um, <laughs> like that is like one of the best things that I think came out, right? Yeah. Cause you can put it. So even though I get messages, I can just put it and do not disturb and it goes away. Um, I think the other thing is the ability to toggle what notifications you get. Like I'm with you, the little app icon thing that says, Oh, you have three notifications. Like that is off on my emails. And that was one of the best things I ever did because now I don't check emails except for when I'm sitting down to deal with them. Yeah. Right. Um, same thing with like Facebook notification. Like just there's certain things that I just don't even turn it on. It's like I'm going to get on there at some point in the day anyways. I'm going to check my email anyways. I don't need a notification at seven o'clock at night about an email. Right. Yep. So I think while the technology hurts, a lot of it is more customizable now. Yeah. To where like even in Do Not Disturb, I have it where if Christina calls me, like it's still going to ring through. Right. right? Yep. You can, that wasn't a feature two years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. But now you can set certain parameters. And when people call or if somebody calls more than two times, like right, all these different things. And so I think we're finally coming to a spot where they've realized like, yes, notifications are great, but let's help customize solutions for people now to deal with and accept what notifications they get. So um, no, I think that's that's great. I mean, I might have figured out how we want you at our retreat now. Uh, we can just talk about that for an oh, hour. Cool. So um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, Crystal, I appreciate you talking about this stuff. Um, I think it's something that, that we don't talk about enough of just thinking bigger about your business and focusing on what you're fulfilled with. So I appreciate that that's your passion. And I, I am thankful that you wanted to talk about that instead of taxes. So <laughs> good. Yeah, me too. So much. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it a yeah. lot. If we were talking about taxes, you would not have been excited to come here today. Probably not. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. So um, we'll go. Well, we'll have you back maybe in a couple of years once we get a couple more people to, to come back. So you aren't one of the most frequent guests on the show. Uh, but I seriously do appreciate let's all your insight. Let's not take a vote because people might not. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was going to say, let's take a vote and see if people want me back, no, but maybe not. I'll rig it. So, uh, but no, I appreciate your expertise, both in this stuff and what you're passionate about and the way you help our clients and everybody else you influence. So thanks for all that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.